This episode of the Curfew Boys is sponsored by Restaurant Paragon. Located on 6491 Rue Bobien Est, you can call them directly for a free delivery at 514-254-4444. Restaurant Paragon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Curfew Boys live in their basements. I'm your host, Anxious Anthony, and boy, am I happy to be back. I'm happy that the boys are back on the ice, and I'm happy that I get to see your beautiful faces every other night for the next seven to nine months, depending if they make playoffs. So uh, I'm really happy. The only thing I'm not happy about is, you know, tonight's result, but we'll get to that. Let me introduce you to my boys. We got Bob Buster Zook. Hey now. We got Chipman Adri. Hello. We got Statman Joe. Hey now. And unfortunately tonight, Fireman Sam is on duty, so he will not be able to make it, but he's here in spirit. He gives his best to everybody. He'll be on the next show, so don't worry about it. He won't be far. He's working keeping the community safe. Exactly. So boys, first off, aren't you happy to see the boys back on the ice? How does it feel? Watch hockey again. Real honestly, hockey. honestly, it, it, it since well, it's probably the first time that the Habs have gone deep in the you know last postseason. So like it's fairly short. So like it's kind of weird seeing them play so soon. I don't know if you guys felt that. It felt as if it was like still last season. <laughs> For me, it hasn't hit me yet. I don't know yeah. why. Maybe you know why it doesn't weird. as much of a break. Know. Yeah, maybe that's it. You know what it is, and I had I had the same concern, Joe. I was like, and and Zook, I was like asking myself, is it because of the short break? <laughs> Or is it because we got so excited with playoff hockey going to the finals and every game yeah. matter? And this one, because it's not an important game, it's like, eh? but I think it's something else. Mm. I'm just so tired, fed up of seeing Canadian teams play. Oh, I, that- I can't wait for tomorrow night. <laughs> Finally seeing something different. The Buffalo Sabres, yeah. Saturday Actually, night, the Rangers. Yeah. Teams that we haven't seen in yeah. forever. So yeah, I mean, more that's, exciting. I think that's what it is. Seeing Toronto again, of course. I think you nailed it on the on the nose on that one. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to see the American teams. It actually might be a benefit to the Canadians. It might be. It might force them to learn certain systems, play differently, and expand their overall game, which will help them well, down line. Right. I said it last season. I, I saw it coming. It was going to be boring playing the same team. You know, nine to ten times <laughs> yeah. in a season. But well, you, the first two months we were like, "Wow, this is amazing!" I remember, we we're like, oh, "Yeah." <laughs> but it wasn't necessarily. Bo- it wasn't necessarily boring because every game mattered. That boringness yeah. yes. kind of got pushed aside because of the excitement of every game. Up. But yes, yeah. of course. But now, because it's again game one out of eighty-two, and it's not as important seeing the same team from last year. It's like, ugh. The only thing that helped was the Leafs, you hmm. know. Um, but question yeah. for you, and, and, and Adrian brought this up at the uh, this <laughs> earlier today, not on the podcast, but on our WhatsApp chat. Um, how boring was that intro? <laughs> like, what the like? I'm the, oh, it's ridiculous. You it's the first game fans. back with. I don't know why crowd. we never start a season at home. I know, right? Honestly, yeah. Well, that's Mr. Gary uh, sh- shaking head Batman. Uh, I guess. Bobblehead Batman, exactly. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's been over at least, okay, what, 10 seasons that we weren't starting the season at, at home? I don't right? remember. I don't yeah, remember it's, been, it's been forever. And, and seasons. I, I don't know why we don't start at home ever. I don't know the reason. No one can answer. We always is start the in Toronto. Is the like random though? Or is it strategically selected? 
I, I'm sure it's strategically selected. So it doesn't make it sense. It can't yeah. just be random. There's no, different it's venues also and different events as well, right? That there's concerts happening that too, in yeah. arenas. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, back, back to that intro. It's like you maybe, haven't had fans in yeah, fucking maybe, 18 like, months, two years. And then you have this fucking stupidity. It's just a fucking I could, song. I could tell you something. Uh, like, did you see what Vegas song, did? Yeah, but Vegas is Vegas. Vegas. Vegas yes, is but still. But guys, I could tell you one thing. The first game at the Bell Center with a full capacity, that's going to be a whole. Sad that, that's that's going to be a ceremony. Yeah, but not only that. Gonna be, you know, the music, the song was the music too, repetitive. Yeah. That's Toronto season this year. Not only that, maybe I don't know if they 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 fixed the volume of the crowd or on the TV or whatever. But what channel did you watch it on tonight? On Sportsnet. Yeah, same here. Was dead. So maybe it was the crowd. Yeah, and everybody was sitting. If you noticed, I'm telling you now. Saturday nights at the Bell Center, everybody's going to be on their feet. Oh, yeah. You know, 21,000 people. It's going to be a riot. so long. It's going to be insane. Anyways, on that note, talking about boring stuff, uh, the game overall. I mean, look, the result, I mean, we lost 2-1 okay, against the Leafs. But overall, it was an even game. If you notice the shots, I think it was like 31-28. to 28. Even uh, puck possession, both teams was twenty six minutes each. Yeah, I was, was going to say that. Yeah, even like no, there was not one team that played better than the other. It felt very conservative, though, right? It felt as if both teams weren't doing their hundred percent yet. I don't know if you, saw, if you felt that as well. I, but... Well, I think Montreal was more since they have the new all the new additions. Yeah, they're just getting. I agree. And then towards the end, you saw that they're. They were tired, so because Toronto has pretty much, okay, apart from a few players, a very similar team to last season, right? Correct. So in terms of chemistry, they they felt as if it was the Toronto of old. Montreal, the back end was a little new. The the, the lineups, Kulak on the first line was really odd. Seeing that, the only but he thing... didn't do that bad. But like it felt as if the team was not gelled yet. Even the first two lines, offensively speaking, could have been a little better. Well, look, the, the 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 Suzuki line and Coffee line. I mean, they had their moments, but it wasn't a full sixty minutes. Yeah. The only thing that stood out to me the whole game was Anderson Drouin. I think yeah. those are the only two players. They came out strong. They had their opportunities. They had their chances. They were playing great hockey, and I'm so happy that Jean- Jonathan Drouin scored the first goal. Like, I'm so happy that that happened. That must gave must have gave him gave. Uh, Give him so much momentum for the start of the season. Did yeah. you see that smile on his face? I think that, that's good. Honestly, that's good for the I'm, whole su- team. I'm surprised. Yeah, if it was in Montreal, he was guaranteed crying oh, on the bench. A hundred percent. For sure. 100%. 100%. We'll, we'll see Saturday if he can do something about it again. I think the whole yeah, what the, what, what but I found, I found that every shift that they were on, they had scoring chances, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't yeah, say that's... the same with, with Nick Suzuki with Caulfield. You know, they, they were stumbling in some areas. Uh, defensively speaking, they were you know not there yet. Of course, it's still early in the season. A lot of adjustments are going to be done. I'm sure of it. Of course, but the drawing line was fantastic tonight. Every shift they were grinding, skating deep, you know, trying to score. Shooting well, passing well on top of it, especially Joanne's passing. I don't know well, if you guys noticed, have... but his passing is fantastic. 
they have a good chemistry together. And I saw and that, that too, during yeah. the preseason. And I saw that I first started that. Sorry, I first started seeing that uh, at the scrimmage game when I went. And I even messaged you guys that day. I said, yeah. Anderson Drouet is going to be the line to watch. because And Devo, man, what a good centerman, eh? Yeah. Devo was, yeah. He's, he's slotted in perfectly. Perfect role, second Joe, line center. Joe, I want to hear your thoughts of tonight's game. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's hard to argue. Uh, I think it was unanimous, unanimously uh, decided by everyone who watched the game that the Vorax line with um, with Anderson and Dwayne that it was the best line out there. Hmm. I think the other three lines were kind of lethargic and slow, yeah. especially the first line. I I don't think the first line is going to last together the, the whole year. They don't really have well, a who would you put in though? Retrieves the puck. Personally, I I think Armia and Toffoli are going to eventually switch or switch switch. I, I think Toffoli is not going to have the same type of year as last year. He's been struggling since camp. And he, Armia he looks as be, if he's like slightly injured. Is it me? Or yeah, like he looks not something. like 100% so, maybe. He's, I think he's Armia will be something. good at retrieving the puck back for Caulfield and Suzuki while Toffoli can help offensively with Gallagher and Evans. And you're having Evans and Gallagher retrieve the puck. And there's even Hoffman coming through. Yeah, it's true. We're still forgetting. Ford, Ford's, I mean, we'll be fine. Our problem our problem is, and I saw the game a little differently. I, I think it's even in terms of stat-wise, but if you watch the game, I think Toronto, there were more moments where when Toronto was pressuring that they looked like they were going to score another goal where Munchal's shots were yeah. still a little bit on the perimeter. They didn't penetrate a lot. On mm-hmm. the defense, guys were saying it all over social media. Their power play, they were trying to do the Weber-type power play without Weber, which was a bit odd. Like, you're having Petrie shoot, which great defenseman, just not Weber. On that note, for the power play, picture Hoffman, the side skating, right. you know, where right. he usually the, skates and shooting there. That's what the Habs are missing right now. But my concern was the five-on-three is they didn't shoot anywhere no. that was that was the end of the game for me that was yeah. a, like like you said joe's yeah. an overall even game and but at that moment that's when yeah. i knew it was right. over because i, I not capitalize on a five on three it's 100%. exactly look i'll give the it's not a negative thing i'll give the slight advantage to toronto i just felt when they pressured they looked like they were going to score more i think allen was more involved in the game than campbell was yes i just think campbell made easier saves in that sense. and that comes from the defense that really struggled look Everybody has mentioned that they're worried about the defense, and it showed. They couldn't move the puck out of the zone. The third pairing looked lost. They're slow. And this is was my worry with Savard. Yes, it's game one. We'll give them time, and huh. we're missing Edmondson. But even when Edmondson comes back, it doesn't fix the problem. We don't have the mobility or the guys that are going to move the puck. Do they rush Norlander at this point? I don't know, but... I he think they're they're waiting for him to have a really strong start. If he has a, a strong start in the and the juniors, well, who knows? He might be able to well, come that's up. The problem with Norlander, he has in his contract. It's either he plays in uh, the Canadians or he or, goes back to Europe. Yeah, there's nowhere where he goes to the AHL. Like I don't think it's going to hurt him if he comes up for nine games, and then you send him back. Yeah, I, they could they could very well and do if it. He's good. And keep it him. Shows he needs him. Yeah. Weidman, you can see he can he can maybe move a puck, but he's way too like defensively. It's it's hard. He's small. He was getting. Yeah, he, he had a decent game. Weidman. Yeah, I think so too. I he think did he had okay a game. on the offensive front, but mm-hmm. the overall defense is yeah. Just, that... They're slow and they can't move the puck. Probably language barrier between him and Romanov. <laughs> <laughs> Romanov I, played well though, guys. Yeah, but he I, did. His... I did notice that Joe uh, defensively, you can see the weakness, and yeah. I really hope. Mark Bevergen 
watches this game and and catches what we're catching. If we're watching this as fans, I'm ho- like again coming into the season, we all said defense will be our weakness. All right, now you saw it. I know it's only game one. Give them a chance, but at the same time, there you, you see it. You see the weakness in the back, and, and people are gonna take advantage right, and, of that. But how do you fight a bad defense scoring goals? Yes, and I think we have right, the forwards but, for that this year. But the problem is, it's, it's always transition. Mm-hmm. They can't get the puck to the forwards in good areas to make good opportunities. That that's the biggest problem. They couldn't okay. get the puck out of zone. Mm-hmm. So if a forward has to come back and take the puck and get it out of zone for them, you're not having a three on two anymore. You're having somewhat of a two on two because the forward is all the way back trying to okay. get the puck out. You're always scrambling or you're chipping the puck off the glass. Mm-hmm. You're not making clean tape to tape passes, and that's part of the problem of them uh, transitioning to offense, which. They have the forwards. They just don't have people to get them the puck in good areas to create those chances. That's my biggest worry with them. They don't have that mobile puck moving defenseman. Romanov is going to be a a good two-way. Like he's going to be decent at everything, but he's not going to excel, you know, at skating or moving the puck. That's he's more of a he's more of a two-way, which he's good, a little bit good. You know, he's not a little bit. He's good at both ends. He's not going to be the lead at both. So mm-hmm. he'll be okay getting forward. But, you know, you're looking at guys like Savard, Kulak, Sharat, they all do the same. And Weidman hasn't played in the NHL in at least two, three years. So we don't know what's going to happen with him. Even when Edmondson comes back, he's the same type of defenseman. It will help, but it doesn't solve the problem. And right. Allen can only do so much as a starter. Well, we'll see what the, what's his name? The backup tomorrow night. Nope. We don't know. Allen might may very well play on. He's gonna play Allen. He's gonna play Allen. I, I think you want to try to. I heard it's the other way around. Gonna, I doubt they're gonna put Multambo. Yeah, but you Even know if what? They do. They, they, they need to get the win right away. It's like it's Buffalo guys. They they can't. They can't. But that's but that's why I think Adrian is right. I think the backup should play tomorrow. Get that out of the way because then mm-hmm. come Saturday, Saturday at home against the Rangers, you want to have a goalie like Allen to you know be healthy uh, and. That's a good point. That's a good point. But, I don't but then think... again, it's just the beginning of the season. I'm, I'm I mean. sure Allen can play three games in a row. So I think so too. But it depends. What's after the third game? Who who are we playing fourth game? Uh, San Jose. I have to check the schedule. San Jose. But it's more... Is it in San Jose yeah, we, or is it the start, Center? We start out west, I think. Yeah, then uh, it's uh, west. No, we're playing. Mm. We're playing. Uh, we're playing San Jose on Tuesday night in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. About and okay, then cool. Carolina, the week the game after okay, that. Okay, so maybe he's gonna put and then it's Red Wings, and then it's and the it's, Western game. Yeah, it's the three yeah, West games. West. Yeah. No, exactly. no, no. We're playing. Uh, we're playing Carolina the week the, the after the San Jose. Yes, yes. After the after the week of next week, the week after last weekend of October, it, we, we go west. Go out west. Correct. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. Next week it's San Jose and uh, and uh, Carolina, which KK and comes back. We're gonna to see. We're, yes, we're going to see, like you guys mentioned earlier, we're going to see a lot of these different teams and how we play. And it's going to be my right. biggest worry of the whole year. And this is my going to be my my negative point towards it or the harsh, Joey, tough love, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's going to be on the defense this year. It, it really I, is going to be on the defense. But you know what, Joe? I, I, I agree with, with that point for sure. But then again, we're playing 82 games with different teams. <laughs> harder for other teams to quickly adapt to your gameplay, right? Because last year you saw Montreal had a great start. And then again, you're playing the same teams over and over again. And it's only normal. These teams will be able to adapt quickly. Now you're playing 
San Jose and Carolina, but then you're not going to play Carolina until a month later or whatever the case may be, or you're playing Ottawa and only in March, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's, harder it's for cool. teams to adapt. So it's going to be easier. I'm saying, like, I, I don't, I, I'm not ready to throw in the towel and say we're going to have a hard time with other teams. Let's see what goes on. And you have time to, to I, see what goes on. I'm actually excited Absolutely. to see how the, the team is going to be dynamic in their way of playing. I'm actually excited because like we said last year, it was very, what's the word? Copy paste every game because it was the same team, right? So like right. every team, so the, like we played Carolina, uh, Calgary four times in a row. It, it gets boring to a certain point. Whereas now, like you're saying, we're playing San Jose and then playing Los Angeles and then we're playing Carolina I, and then we're playing uh, Toronto and then Boston and New York, all different teams, right? So that, that could help the Montreal Canadiens in a lot of ways. Because they won't know our system as well as if we were playing them four games in a row, right? Yeah, exactly. But that's like every year, right? My concern, not a concern, but I want to see how the young players will adapt on traveling, mm. right? Traveling to different cities, these back-to-back games in different cities, right? I mean, last year we had back-to-back games. We played four games in a row, whatever the case was, but it was always in the same, yeah, you know, dry, either driving distance or in the same arena for two, three games. Now you're you're telling Caulfield and Suzuki and all these guys, or Romanov, that they're flying from San Jose to Carolina, Carolina to Vancouver, Vancouver to you know what I mean? Like so, it's, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be fun to see how these guys adjust to that. So more and yes, Joe, I agree with your your um, your concern of the defense, and I had that same worry because I noticed that tonight. Uh, again, it's only game one at sea, but it is a big concern. Yeah, or another we're concern Sam is Sam here. Oh, go ahead. I thought you were finished. It's just my other concern is seeing how these young players adapt to the traveling and, and playing different teams around the, around the uh, around the, the league. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say it's funny. It's funny enough. Uh, no one's actually, I would say, going against me tonight. I know we all in agreement. Usually Sam has a, <laughs> a, a counter a counterpoint to say, no, it's not right. And we usually have an argument. So first time that everyone's in agreement, but it, no, all jokes aside, you, you clearly see it. And I know this may be Bergman's last season, but if you want to make playoffs, if you want to <clears> go out on a statement, uh, it's a perfect time to mention about Bergman. If you even want to extend the contract, no matter which way you want to either look good going forward or look good, even before you leave, if you want another job in the future, you got to do something with the defense. If you rush Norlander, let's hope it's a good call. I, I don't think it would be, but you have to do something early with the defense. Figure out a way to get somebody to help you. Well, speaking of, and good point there. So so now that you brought this up, Mark Benjamin, potential final season. Before we get into that, more like a little deeper into that, let's start off with this question. What do you guys think of the news that broke out yesterday in regards to Nick Suzuki signing an eight-year deal for $63 million right before the season started. I'm just curious to hear all your points on this specific deal. You like it, you don't like it. What's And I, I want to hear what you think of it. I'll start off by just saying I love the deal, I love the contract. I'm just questioning the timing of it. I don't understand why this quick, right before a season. Now, there's many, you know, Thoughts that going through my mind in this case, you know, usually a contract year, a player shines, right? Like they go all out because they're playing for the contract. Now you just gave the guy 
contract before the season even started. So that's, um, you know, a bit concerning for me because you know how the NHL works. Players play. They play amazing. As soon as they get that money, child buy, they're not the same player anymore. Maybe Suzuki is not that type of guy. We'll see. Time will tell. But I just don't understand the timing of it. I think uh, a couple of factors. Well, first of, first of all, I'm going to say I don't think they wanted Suzuki to hit the RFA market. RFAs are different from UFAs. UFAs, you can talk to anybody. So it's, I think it's a little bit different. And second, look what happened with KK. I, I don't think Bergevin wanted to risk him going to RFA. So yeah. because whatever happened to KK, he's like, no, I, I got to lock this in now. And Bergevin always says they don't discuss extensions during the, during the season. So it, I, I just think with all those factors in, they locked them up now. Mm-hmm. I think the deal is a bit, I think the deal is fair. I thought he, he would get more in the, $7 million range, maybe upwards of six in my opinion. But I mean, it's, it's really close enough, but I just don't think Bergevin wanted to risk it, whether he's there next season or not. I don't think there was any chance of him wanting to do that. So Zook answer and Adrian giving you an answer, but I yeah. want to so, expand on that. So what was the question again? So like, what do I think about the contract? Like what, what, what is your thoughts on this contract? Yeah, Timing, uh, the amount, all that. I'm super glad that the Canadians managed to sign it right now just to get it over with. So people's, you know, especially the fan base with the GM and the players minds clear with, with, with the focus. Now that's behind he's signed. He's here for the next nine years and because it's eight years starting next year. Right. So uh, his mind is now going to be focused on improving. And he's that type of player, right? Like even Cooper said it. It's all about work ethic. And Nick Suzuki apparently has a great work ethic. I don't think it's going to change now that he has seven point whatever million dollars in his bank account every year, right? Um, and yeah, the timing of it, I don't think it's that special in my opinion. I, I would have done the same thing in my, if I was Mark Bergevin. I've had to sign it, especially with what happened this summer with KK, with the offer sheets and the, the way GMs are going to, you know, way they operate nowadays in the hockey get him inked long term he's the star player when he's going to be in the in the Bergeron point range his contract is going to be a steal and for eight years because that's his ceiling his ceiling is going to be a top tier centerman and top tier centerman now it's at what nine ten million he's going to be at seven so it's a great contract great timing and I'm really glad that he's here for, for a long time Adrian I like it. I'm happy. Like I'm happy he's staying. Yeah, he 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 proved himself. He showed that he wants to be here. He won't know. So, like I said, timing. I think it's just you reading into the details of all. He's a the man little, of details. <laughs> little details, but other than that, uh, no. Honestly, he signed. Like I said, you then you're risking KK situation. Yeah. Which in the end they did in the signing bonus at the fourteen at the end. Nice. Yeah, if you notice that his uh, it's four million added fourteen dollars. Yeah, his for his number. And, and let me say this: <laughs> let's say this year he would have killed it. He would have got like, he gets it, say thirty goals and whatever. I imagine what the contract is going to be in the summertime. No, no, I. I but, uh, we went from Max. Uh, so we're betting on you know him still. Yeah. You know, well, look, improving I, at this. These are all valid points and valid factors. I mean, I agree. You know, maybe he wants to secure it before a KK situation happens. 
he wants to secure a contract like this in case he does kill it and then he has to offer 9 million and then he leaves and we lose him next year all good points so i'm looking at it that way yes i'm happy about the timing i'm happy about the amount i'm happy about all that looking at with those points and those factors how i the other way is and again i and i've had this conversation with joy multiple times in the past how don't get me wrong i'm a big house fan i love hockey but the reason why I tend to lean more on football sometimes is because of the quality of the sport, right? You're paying these players X amount of dollars, but their salary is not secured. It's all based on performance. Yes, they have their secured amount and their, their, their contract amount, but if you want that extra, you need to perform. And when you watch the games, even though they're playing for the money, they're still playing out. They're going all out and they're, playing the, the for the love of the sport because at the end of the day they have to perform to get that contract now hockey you get you give a guy 10 million dollars the guy can sit down for the next seven years of his life and career Ricky pietro cough you know well everybody gomez you know all gomez, these guys gomez. <laughs> like, yeah, gomez is what i cut right there's I, there's not that many players out there that still play for the love of the sport yeah. okay and it's, it's a it's a fact a lot of these players, and that's why I love watching the AHL and the young players play because these guys, they play for the love of the sport because they have no choice to perform and go crazy and play good hockey. Football, See, that's a good point. See, that I didn't know about football. That's cool. Yeah, that's never extra performance. guaranteed money. Is uh, I like that. They See? have to stay healthy. That's number one. I like that. But that you can't control. And some of it is off performance. So if you make... Uh, I don't know, $50 million contract, you may have 30 million guarantee. Oh, wow. The other 20, you have to, you have to earn it. I was not aware of that. That's pretty but cool. That's, yeah. But that's awesome to see because at the end of the day, if you're playing for money or not, you're still playing because you want that money or you love the sport. 100%. There's a handful of, of, of players in the NHL that do that. You know, the Crosby's, the Ovechkin's, you give them the 10, 11, 12, 13, whatever million dollars you want to give them, they're still going to play because they don't care about the money. They care about the love and the stats and all that stuff. Then you have players like, okay, we'll throw out Gomez. You, you play amazing. Then you give him that contract and he's no longer that player that we saw before the $7 million was given to him or whatever the case is. Again, there's not many players out there that play for love of the sport. They play for the contract. Once they get the contract, they're done. Taylor Hall. I'm hoping that Suzuki is not that type of guy. And that's mm. what scares me about giving this contract now. Again, not because I, I disagree with what he's getting. Well, it's just they're betting on his future, basically. But that's the thing. So if maybe Batman can change all this, the uh, way they forget it. Like, uh, it's not only Batman, dude. It, it's the NHL Player Association too. No, no, I know. Of course, there's a that's lot the problem, in my opinion. That's yeah. the only. That's the only thing. That's why, I, like, yeah. I, again, I love this sport. I love watching it. But I'm sure the ownership though would love that plan. Yeah. Like team ownership and, and, would love the football how, model, and you're gonna see how many how many players are gonna start going like playing because hey, if I get injured tomorrow, no, like God forbid, price yeah. on the contract of of uh, of um, as an NFL player, you know that ten million dollars not secured, buddy. No, you know, especially like, if he doesn't play. Don't get me wrong; he's going through a difficult time, and like I'm not insulting him there, but I'm just saying. You know, something like that would happen. You're not getting your money. You're getting your guaranteed money that you were promised, but not the rest. You know, and 
A lot of players do that. Not what praised it, but remember a long time ago, Malakoff. Was it Malakoff? Who got that contract and then he faked an injury going skiing? Yes, it was Malakoff. Yeah. Yes. They found you know? him in Montreal or something. You know, he, but he got caught. If he didn't get caught, the guy was getting, he was sitting at home getting a salary. And, and that's, this was days before social media. I mean, years before social media. So imagine nowadays. <laughs> imagine nowadays. Imagine nowadays. Yeah, so I broke my shoulder. That's, that's what pisses me off about this league. But, anyways, that's a different story for yeah, a different day. That's, that's a good point. Mike, yes, but also, if you want to go into that, NFL, yeah, they play, they play, they play, but look at the whole concussion situation. Yeah, well, that's, you know, it's the nature of the sport, right? That's the nature so, of the sport. Yeah, so. but. It's like, it's like boxing. You know, it's going to get concussions. So my next question, and still in the topic of Mark Bergevin, besides the timing of this contract based on securing a player like that for the future, is this a sign that he's staying with us? I'm speaking about Mark Bergevin. Signing no. this contract so early, is it a sign that he might be? I don't. That's oh, a good no. point. It's a great, I, don't that's a, so. I don't think so either. Oh, I don't. I don't think. I. I just don't think he wants to risk it even for the next. The next guy up, if, if there is somebody, if it's not him, I don't think he wants the next GM to go into an RFA situation with Suzuki. So I think he's gonna operate as he should for the rest of his season. And whether he had two, three, four years, or the last year remaining, he would have done it the same way. Try to get Suzuki locked up before the guy hits RFA next season because you know they don't talk contract like I said before during the season so I don't think it made a difference and nor do I see it being a sign okay look I am I I, I look Mark Benjamin did a lot of you know didn't prove himself at the beginning but he t- pulled a 180 and the last two, three seasons, he's been proving himself and showing what he's capable of doing. The team is where it's at today because of his latest moves. You know, Hopefully he shows a little more and gets a defenseman so we can actually, you know, but that's some, seen. Have, have some positive results. So, no, you know, and I hope so too. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I, I kind of, I, I like, like two, three years ago, asked me the question about MB and I would have said, get him out. And I said it multiple times. I'm done with him. Like it's it's over. But what he's done lately, I I don't want him to go. I think this guy can bring the cup back home. I really really think he can bring this this cup back home. Again, a lot of mistakes at the beginning, but you know, a bold statement. No, I, it's a bold statement, but I see it. If he he brought the team to the Sunny Cup Finals last year, he did. Believe it or not, he did. All those acquisitions okay. he made last year, and everything he did, he did. And another detail, you know. Seeing Mark Benjamin last year celebrate the way he celebrated and hugging the players and crying when there's injuries and yeah. everything. That, this is a bigger characteristic than other than any other manager in, 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 in the league. Okay. All GMs, they 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 do what they do because they want to win the Stanley Cup and build a team and an empire or whatever, a dynasty, all that stuff. But you don't see the love they have for their players. Mark Benjamin shows it. He shows it in the press conferences. He showed it that after every game last year in the post game shows, he showed it uh, post game shows. Post like after the game, he went on the ice and 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 celebrated with the players. You don't see that across. He's definitely the board. a players GM. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely a player. That that I totally agree with. He has emotion. He has the passion. That's the part I, I like with the GM. I just want to have a different feeling where Montreal is labeled, and yes, you have to actually perform where people. 
and I'm saying, you know, people who study this, who work for this, actually want, not wants, uh, predicts Montreal to be one of the teams that can compete for a cup. Yes, we made the finals, but knowing that everyone around you says, yeah, this team can compete, doesn't mean they'll win it. That, that's where I want Bergevin to get the Canadians. I don't know if he's the right guy that can do it, but that's where I want the talk to be. Because making the, the cup final was a surprise. To me, it was, to me and to everybody else, it was a surprise. And I'm glad they did it. And I'm glad what Bergevin did. He brought on. But I, wanna, I want Montreal to be in the talks with the teams that should be there. Should be like Tampa Bay. Should be like Colorado. Should be like, I'm not going to say Vegas, but you know where the odds are in our favor to at least compete for a cup. I, I want to get to that point, and I don't know if Bergevin will get us to Joey, that though. conversation. You're Joey, so, those you're so teams, lucky that Sam is not in this conversation. Let me <laughs> add though. Let me add to that though. But I agree Joey, with you. But I agree with I, and I understand what you're trying to say, and I so get we, it. Let me the add reason, though, Azuk, before you get to that, before you say something about it, the reason I want that is going to show that we have a just going to show we have a strong team that could win any single night. And that's what we don't have now. And that's where I want Bergevin to get the team. And I don't think having a person different than Bergevin is going to do that because I'll tell you one thing. It's not Bergevin's fault that, well, to a point it is, but it's not directly his fault that the Canadians were a mediocre team and couldn't really build through the draft system. Like those teams that you just mentioned, Colorado had five, six years of garbage. So They had multiple great drafts of high-end caliber, like all the other teams above, like Carolina, like uh, who else? Toronto, the Rangers, Toronto. All, all of the teams yes, had but they, half a decade of garbage. The Canadians, right. we cannot say that. They were always mediocre or making bar you know, barely in the playoffs. And that results right, in a long run of not drafting have, the top end drafts. So that's what's even the issue. With, even with the draft, Maybe this is a bit on Timmons. I always blame Timmons. And look, I still think it's time to change Timmons. I think so too. But, Berge but Bergevin has been involved in making picks. And you clearly saw with Mayu, we don't know what's going to happen with Mayu. But I thought at first, you know, there were more of Timmons type pick. But I think Bergevin is getting involved, which is kind of impacting okay. some of the picks we have made. Now, look, we lost a third overall pick in KK, whether it was RFA or not. If this guy... Yes, maybe he was developed badly or whatever the case is, but if this guy was what he was projected to be or 10 times a player he showed in his first three years, do you think it ever gets to this point? I personally don't think so. So we had the argument, who's better? Would you rather have Brady Kachuk or KK? Well, we're actually, I think we're actually losing the argument at this point because we, we lost the player completely. Now, <laughs> you mentioned other teams like Colorado. You mentioned teams that, well, look at Vegas. Vegas came from an expansion team and they've been building ever since. Colorado, you're right. I mean, you, they got... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Vegas traded their first top three picks. They're not in there. So there's Nick Suzuki, and I forgot two other names. Right, but they, but they were an uh, expansion team, right? And we've been rebuilding since way before they were even existed. And well, they, they traded for quality players, right? They traded look, those they, picks for players now. Right. And look, Munchal beat them, but if you have to say on paper... Yeah. Oh, okay, our paper is a different story. But if Montreal were to play him again, do you think Montreal can beat him in a seven-game series? Yes. Maybe, but do you can you say Montreal is better than Vegas? I'm going to say Vegas is still better. Okay. Even if we beat them, like it's I know it's a new season. It's just, and you take a look at Colorado. Colorado, yes, they drafted McKinnon, which sure helps. But they make like these crazy trades. You know, trading Matt Duchesne and getting those top five picks from Ottawa, getting you know. 
getting the defense they have now with Kel McCarr. Those are the type of things. Bergevin has made good deals, but it's a deal that brought them to a good level, but not the next tier up. Maybe somebody else will have a different vision of the team. Got we it. don't know, but that's why I would say having a fresh two face may have changes to how the Canadians want. Hmm. Look what Bergevin did, and it's my last point about him. In the offseason, if you really wanted to build through draft and through kids and get the team better off, he maybe wouldn't have signed, although I like the signing of Hoffman, he maybe wouldn't have signed Hoffman, Savard, Perot, Paquette, all over 30 years old. He spent a lot of cap signing those guys of 30 because his intention is to make playoffs, but he missed the biggest thing we needed on defense. So it's a bit of an imbalance and maybe well, just who's left on else. but that's the, yeah, that's the thing exactly. who who's available right now. Like for a trade, I'm saying even for a trade, even if that, okay, he wakes up in the morning, tomorrow morning. He's like, okay, I saw the team play. We need defense. Who's available. I, I can't, I can't tell <laughs> There's you. There's nobody. I'm not, that's I'm the not, issue. I'm not a source. You, and then the on top of it, guys available that we don't know. I and think then if they're all available, over 30, no, but even at that team, the, the players who are available and, and would fit in amazingly for, for what we need. They have to want to come here too, no? Um, a lot of them, if they're younger, they probably don't have no trade clause or they have clause to limited well, teams. The so good ones, I mean. Have a choice. <laughs> no, the good ones, a lot of them have, will have no trade clause, but maybe not. They won't have the whole league. They maybe have half. Or so there's a lot of variables out there that could block Bergevin for sure. doing what you uh, think. A lot of blocking, I think, do. is from Bergevin not wanting to give up pieces to get them. That's I guess the problem. So, so but. You can tell, and we all agree it's going to be a glaring need. And I just really he's going to fast track Logan Mayu. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. On that note, boys, look, it's only game one. Uh, You know, it's not, it wasn't a perfect game, but it wasn't even a, it wasn't a bad game either. No, it wasn't. Yes, there was some positives in it, and there's a lot, there's some negatives, but again, it wasn't a a blowout. It wasn't, what are we watching? There was some signs that we can see that if, when chemistry says building and development in, in certain players and potential, you know, a fix in the defense side. I, I, I'm not throwing it in the towel. I mean, there's no point. Of throw, you can't throw in the towel after game one. You know, there's... Oh, that's a big loss, guys. That's like 6-2. 3-2. There's 82 games. There's 82 games. So, um, question before we end this. Maybe let's call this the last minute to play. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. What what do you guys um and we spoke about it a lot this episode, but specifically what player do you want after seeing after watching tonight's game? What players didn't you see much and want to see more of tomorrow and Saturday? Go Zook. Say so, so I was well. I'm not going to use the word disappointed, but I'll, but I'll say it. I was a little, uh, what's the word? Not disappointed, but what's the, uh, I was surprised to, 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 to not see Cole Caulfield play more than I would have expected a player of like that style. Is ice time or more involved? Is ice time and in his involvement. I guess it was a, it, it's those two factors. He, he, I think he played what, 11 minutes? Yeah. No, no, no. He had over 17 minutes. Over oh, 17 minutes. So when I checked, you're he, right. he was at 11. So, but he didn't seem as if he was implicated in the game, in my opinion. He, exactly. he was dropping the puck a lot. He was falling. Uh, his passes were, were being caught. So he should be the player who I want to see improve more for the for, for next game. And what was the, the second question? Who was I surprised and proud about? Or No, who do you want to see? You answered the question properly. You're okay. making up your own questions, though. I thought it was a two-tier question. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's my player. 
Devo. Hmm. I see him. Uh, yeah, he, he was present. He was good, but you know, I guess. But even you can't. It's game two after. It's it's hard to be like at this point. It's like okay, you want everybody to just show up. So it was just point. start of the year. You know, His faceoffs are pretty good though. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was o- he was over fifty three percent. Yeah, but overall, our our faceoff circle was horrible. I think it was thirty nine. Su- Suzuki yeah, lost a lot of them. Suzuki lost a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, it was a total our first 60, line center sixty one percent to thirty nine percent overall. It was just yeah, horrible. That's, that's bad. Yeah, Joey. So before I answer the question, I just want to say congratulations to Zook. Um, we had a prediction in the Curfew Boys chat with Anthony. I know you're dealing with some uh, some other. Uh, problems so you didn't get involved but the other four of us picked players of who will score first tonight and zook got the one correct right on so well done brother correct you get bragging rights for sure now who would i want to see step up i'm going to name a few people but they all have one thing in common (laughs) i asked for one one kim um kulak petrie romanov savard weidman they all have in common they all play the same position the same role yeah (laughs) I knew it was going up. on. They all just all need to step up. What I saw tonight, I just, I don't know. It's, uh, I wanted to, my eyes felt like they were burning. That, that's the thing how is, I felt about it. The thing is, too, is I think everyone's also expecting to, for them to, like, Petrie to play like last year, Petrie. He will be. He can if he has proper support, but I don't think he does. That's playing with Kulak is, I look, Kulak I don't get that. Well, from what we, what we've got, yeah, but who are you gonna play him with? Honestly, dude. Exactly. You, you you remember there's righties that play right and there's lefties that play left. You mm-hmm. have three choices. It's insane. <laughs> so it's there's not really much to play with right now. Anyways, look, I don't think it was the right question to ask after game one, but anyways, I'll answer what I want to see. Uh look, it's again game one. You can't really judge anybody yet. But if I have to answer the question. I mean, I did ask it. Um, <laughs> Suzuki, I, I, uh, I'm if, actually, I really love. I was, I was focusing a lot today on two players, Suzuki and Drawing. Okay, and all game, that's the only two that I'll, I compared to everybody else, and I'm really happy to see that Drawing is back. You saw that he was confident. There was no, you know, you know that the the, the, the game one blues and like you're not ready and you're you're still wobbly and you know shaking up and whatever no he came out confidence he played he scored Mm. and i just hope he can stay consistent that's that's key um but i'm happy to see suzuki he had his moments but it wasn't wasn't the full 60 minutes but again he's playing with caulfield it's just game one let's give that guy that those uh that, that that magic moment and break the ice and we'll see what happens. So those yeah. are the two guys that I, I paid attention tonight. Mm-hmm. Only one was Suzuki that I wasn't fully happy with, but again, repeating myself, it's only game one. Shouldn't have asked this question. So anyways, good question. Um, boys, uh, really happy that we're back. Happy that we're recording again. Happy. I can get to see your beautiful faces every second night, every other Ooh, night. Yeah. Well, I see uh, yours every morning, even though I see uh, Zuka Saturday, every right? day at work, but, um, but other Next than one that, is Saturday, right? Sorry, we have a Saturday show incoming. Saturday yes, podcast. to all to all our listeners out there, our next show will be Saturday night. We'll be posting it Sunday morning. Um, 
we won't be doing a post game uh, for tomorrow night's game, but we will include tomorrow's game into Saturday's episode. So don't worry, we will cover tomorrow's game against the Buffalo Sabres. Just mixing it up with the Rangers. On that note, uh, Sammy, you were greatly missed tonight. We're missing that fire, Sam. Wish you were here. We actually got the attack. attack. Joey, like Joey, I think Joey is, I think is one of Joey's favorite episodes. He got yeah. to be himself tonight. He got to. I didn't get attacked. Uh, we, we actually were all able to speak. Uh, Savvy wasn't cutting us off. Great. Uh, the only moment I think I would feel that Savvy would have lost it on you was when you said it was a surprise that the Montreal Canadiens made the Stanley Cup finals. At that moment, he would have destroyed you. Know you know I actually felt, I'm not going to lie, I feel it's the first podcast where I don't feel like Sammy would want to drive over to my house and punch me after <laughs> hearing all the comments. Well, wow. he will drive to your house and punch you after, after listening to this episode. So, yeah. Wait till he hears it. Some extra time. Yeah. <laughs> you do have extra time. Board up uh, the house. On that note, ladies and gents, it was a beautiful night. As despite the loss, we're just excited to be back, excited to see our boys back on the ice. This is not the first. This ain't the last. You can hear a lot of us. And uh, guys, fans out there, send us your comments, your feedback on this episode. Let us know what you think. If there's any ideas you want to hear on the show, don't be shy. We're here. We're open to every idea possible. Um, guys, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Hopefully soon we will be on YouTube so you guys can see our beautiful faces as well. On that note, you know how to end this. Bye now. Bye now. Bye now. Good night.